and Brit. Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. It is the Brad and Brit cast. Thanks for coming with us here this day. We're live in the 1.30 Eastern Hour Wednesday. I forgot to tell you one little thing that Ricky, Ricky the Barrico heating and air conditioning guy that put in my new furnace the other day, uh, told me because we were back and forth. He's telling me about how he misses Chicago and the food yeah. there and the, the, and, and the, the ethnic food. I said, yeah, you go from neighborhood to neighborhood and it's different and it's fantastic and it's authentic. He says, yeah, yeah, I really, really miss that. You know, ethnic food in Greensboro is sheets. <laughs> that is it's so, it's so unfair. It's so unfair. So unfair and so funny. <laughs> we have lovely Vietnamese food and we, we have know, Brett, food Brett, and we have please, others. Please do not answer that. Not answer. <laughs> I know it's a joke. I know we're not as good as Chicago, but we do have some good ethnic food here. But and also don't shit on sheets. It's really good. And they're gonna get their ass kicked when Wawa comes uh, in here next year. No, there there is some, but this was this has been my question. I've been here since 1987, 35 years. 30. Why did all the really super talented Chinese people who opened Chinese restaurants, why did they miss Greensboro? I don't know. Okay. I, I mean, we have That's yeah, all we I'm do have say. I'm not gonna say know. there isn't any somewhat but, we but have not. really, we have very generic Chinese food. There you go. Right. It's, it's very, so how it's, did they all end up here? I don't know. Or have they I'm, have they uh, uh, adapted to the the mid midland tastes of? Uh, of <laughs> they have yes, the, the mid tastes of yeah. the, the southern consumer yeah. here in yeah. Greensboro. All right. Meanwhile, the taco truck thing here is rocking. We have some fantastic the taco, taco trucks. trucks. Oh, the taco God. trucks everywhere, everywhere in America. All right. Um, to the list, Gavin Newsom telling it like it is. Superstar losers. Oh, wow. If a speech falls in the forest and nobody hears it, was it a speech? HBCUs versus HWCUs. Mm-hmm. And and I know you, you're going to want to go with this because I know you're, you're loving this. Mattress Mac. Loses his shit. Yeah, I want to talk about Mattress Mac because, uh, yeah, let's talk about Mattress Mac. Uh, his yeah. Houston Astros, by the way, beaten by the Philadelphia Phillies. Yeah. Seven zip. They were really rocked last night in uh, Philadelphia. Game three of the World Series. Brad, I was the guy who said game four is like the most pivotal game of any series. Well, Britt, are you the guy that said you don't ever want to really be down three to one because that's yeah. a that's a difficult mountain Tough. to climb back from? Is that you? It's very difficult. I'm I'm that guy. You know, two to two versus three to one is a huge difference. And I'm it the is. guy who actually said that. It is. Didn't know that. Did not know that. All right. The guy's name is Jim McInvale. He's known in the Lone Star State as Mattress Mac. And he put $10 million on the Astros to win the series. Jeez. I believe he did this at uh, one of the uh, Caesars uh, properties, either in person, or I don't know if you can bet that much online anyway. You probably have to do that in person. Probably know? in person. And I don't think Texas has legalized it yet for the app or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, so because of uh, the the time in which he made that bet, which must have been probably at least a month ago or so, not that different than the the bet that 
that my wife made on the Yankees. Uh, and the Yankees, at least back then, they were, uh, I think they were like four to one or something like that. We would have won like $40 mm-hmm. betting betting 10 or something like that. Uh, this was a seven and a half to one. So he puts down $10 million, And if the Astros win, he gets $75 million. Jeez. Okay. So remember, this wasn't just a bet that he made. As soon as he knew that the Astros were in the World Series, he bet this a long time ago. So yeah, because you yeah, you off. wouldn't be able to get those odds now, right? All right. So he he's at the game on Tuesday night. He's in Philadelphia, and uh, of course the home team is just kicking ass, and the fans, I guess, have figured out very quickly how to spot him, and they taunt the shit out of him. As you can imagine, it's Philadelphia style, right? No, no, actually, Britt, it's a departure for the Philadelphia fans. Too. <laughs> they're usually pretty well behaved, and they, yeah, they don't feel like sub- rubbing it in. That's not yeah. how they do things. It's not kind of subdued, style. very polite people. Yeah. All right, so he's uh, leaving the stadium, and they're all over him. And uh, his response to the fans who were tr- was "fuck you." Okay, that's that's appropriate. That's fuck you. Fuck you. Uh, so it doesn't look good for him right now, but, you know, the Astros could win on Wednesday night and it'll be a 2-2 series and, and you know, suddenly everything is back to even and the Astros still have the home field advantage there. Sure. We, we know how this all works. Oh, sure. So it's not over, but I'd rather be on the two than the one side right now. So well, did, good you, luck see, did you watch any of the game? Did you watch the game at all? You know what? I, I watched a little bit at the beginning, and then I went away, and we did some other things, and I came back. And when I saw it was set, I left when it was like two to nothing. Yeah. Came back, it was seven nothing. No, don't have enough time in my life to watch a seven nothing World Series game. Well, well the irony on this one, the is, pitching is pretty damn good, and they're they you know they they got yeah. them shut down. The irony on this one is that Houston, the team, of course, that was caught in a cheating scandal, and I think they've got like five or six people that are still on the roster from those days. Uh, this pitcher may have been tipping his pitches last night. He may have been doing something that allowed the batters to know what was coming next. I think really? that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Now, some... Was that discovered during the game? Was that said by the uh, the, well, the uh, announcers or or one of the greatest uh, modern baseball players, Bryce Harper? At one point in time, uh-huh. he calls one of the uh, upcoming hitters over to the dugout. And he goes, "Come here, come here," and he puts his hand over his mouth. And <laughs> next thing you know, this Brom guy, who was who he called over hits a home run. So there there was some talk throughout uh, baseball land that perhaps there was something that he was doing, that the pitcher was doing, that was uh, tipping his pitches. So, of course, they're not letting on. The Phillies are not letting on to whether that might have been true or not. Right? Why would you? If you have a competitional advantage, so, Britt, why would you tell them? Britt, I, I understand that. But uh, at this point, that's conspiracy theory. <laughs> It's a little conspiracy theory, it's a little conspiracy but there, but there is a lot of evidence that would support this. Brent, you know what? I don't care if there's video evidence. I don't care if there's a confession by the pitcher himself that he would. I don't believe it. <laughs> I do not believe it. You're not going to convince me. They were hitting him pretty good. Yeah, they, they, they hit they him pretty decent. Uh, banging him around there. All right. Um, inflation, crime, immigration. Gavin Newsom telling it like it is the superstar losers, or if a speech falls in the forest and nobody hears it, 
Was it a speech? What is inflation, crime, immigration? Well, those are the three. Those are the three things that the uh, Republican Party, uh, and it was uh, really, really difficult, but I waded through it. I wade through things that I don't want to read and I don't want to believe, but I have to do it because you have to do it. You can't just read shit that you find favorable to your point of view. But uh, in the, uh, the local rag, uh, they ran an Associated Press story, which means it's at least two days old, but it, it, it holds up fairly well. Uh, that jumps around the country and indicates that all of these inferior candidates, these folks who are automatically uh, going to do worse in the general election than the average bear because of their radical view, because of their election denial pedigrees, are either really close or may have pulled. And you know who I'm talking about here. These are the the uh, the states that, that matter in a presidential election. It's it's Nevada, right, where mm-hmm. uh, Paul Laxalt's grandson, who is just a hunk of shit, <laughs> just this guy is a hunk of shit. <laughs> He's in there and and could if 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 they flip Nevada, you know, l- look out below. Uh, was it Catherine Cortez Masto is the incumbent Democratic senator there? Yeah, and so. He's 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 right up there with her. Uh, then you have Arizona, where uh, extreme piece of shit Blake Masters. Yeah, extreme piece of shit Blake Masters is uh, within shouting distance of Mark Kelly, the uh, incumbent senator, the Democrat, um, and the governor's race. I don't even want to think about this one. This Carrie Lake character. Um, it's funny, Britt, I was at the gym this morning and, you know, I got the array of, of TVs there and I'm sometimes watching, sometimes I just watch a bunch of TV on my phone in front of me, but guess who was live on Fox at about 11, 15 this morning, Carrie. Well, it had to be America's favorite MILF, Carrie, Carrie Lake, right? Of course, of course. And, uh, the brutal questioning of her on Fox, as you can imagine, went in the direct so what are the things that you're doing to uh pull yourself up in these polls to get this close to winning the governorship you're doing very very well against uh, katie hobbs and of course carrie like she's ready to go she's got her answer in addition to the and i, I really wish someone would come up with a new cliche so we can knock out so and so is hiding in their basement we need to yeah. get rid of that one could yeah. you could you could you get rid of that please or wasn't it, it under the desk for the longest time under the desk and now it's it's in the basement because that I, mean, I think that really took off with joe biden having allegedly campaigned from his basement and still being able to beat donald trump which when you think about it first of all of course it's not factually true but they went with that stereotype so you got beat trump by a guy who you allege oh, yeah. didn't even have to lift a finger to beat you. So you must suck. Yeah. People must hate you. That's true. And that was then. This is now. And that was always a thing in wrestling in the territory days. They said not to run down your opponent and call your opponent a piece of shit. Because if he beat you, then you just got beat by a piece of shit. You were right. supposed to, if you were a bad guy, you talked about your opponent, you would be like, this guy's going to be really tough. And then if he beat you, you got beat by a tough guy. All right. So uh, nail this down for me. If Joe Biden runs for reelection, no matter who he runs against, 
he will not be as physically active campaigning, moving around the country as much as the other candidate, most likely, because he will be older than that candidate, even if it's Trump, he's mm-hmm. older. And you, know, you can see him now. It's just He just doesn't have the same kind of youthful energy that a candidate should have. So uh, he won't be campaigning from his basement this time. It'll be an even older cliche. It's the Rose Garden strategy. Remember that one? Remember that one? I remember Bill O'Reilly saying that he's quaking, he's shaking under his desk, and he wouldn't come on the show. That was also a Bill O'Reilly thing, right? Yeah, under the desk. But uh, and, and, and by the way, I have another thing before we, we uh, continue with this subject. We're not done with it yet. But I, I think I have a word that just has to be struck completely from the vocabulary of campaign coverage, of reporters, of everyone, everyone, especially Democrats who may be back on their heels or having trouble getting some traction one way or the other. Get rid of the word falsehood. It is a complete attempt to not use the word lie. And I thought we had this fixed because at the beginning of Trump's term in office, there was such hand-wringing over saying that Donald Trump lied over the, he he lied. And so they would use the word falsehood over and over and over again. And finally, when the New York Times decided, that's it, we're done with that. And they started using the word lie. I thought, okay. But boy, it sure has, it didn't sneak back in. It's washed back in mm-hmm. over and over again. Britt, did you know that a lot of Republicans are telling falsehoods about what happened in San Francisco at the Pelosi? They're telling falsehoods, Britt. <laughs> Britt, when you were a little boy and you did something really really bad you stole something from your brother did your mom say when you didn't tell the truth about having stolen did she say brit don't tell mommy a falsehood do not tell mommy a falsehood what she would say the way that she nicely told that you said that you were lying was you were telling a story that's what she would say to us But she would never use the word falsehood, and, and no, she would say that you, no. you know, you're lying. You yeah, are essentially, she would let you know that what you're saying. Parents is not tell true. their kids that they're lying. You can't. You're not allowed to lie. You shouldn't tell lies, little little Brit. Shouldn't That's tell. Lies. So how did that turn into this euphemistic papering over of a lie into falsehood? I think it's terrible. I think it's a horrible word. It's a horrible word. And when you uh, since you mentioned Arizona, there was a decision, the judge in Arizona curbing the actions of those people that are stalking the uh, drop boxes with guns and cameras and all sorts of military style. I don't know, clothing. Judge Michael T. Liberty, who was uh, appointed to the federal bench by whom, Brad? I know the answer. The answer, of course, is Franklin Delano Roosevelt, a liberal Democrat. And so this 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 decision is just bullshit. Am I correct about that? He's old. He's 109 years old. Uh, He's about 45 years of age, and he was appointed to the bench by Donald John Trump. Right. Donald John Trump. And he has said, uh, knock it off. Get away from the ballot boxes with your AK-47s and all of your military style bullshit. Stop it. Stop it now. 
It was the worst nomination of a judge. To tell you. I didn't want to do it. They made me do it. You just wait till I get in there. I'm going to fire him. I'm going to fire him on day one. Yeah. Are you yeah. getting now? Do you get the Trump texts? Have you signed up for the Trump texts? No. Oh, yeah. I'm, gotta, I'm in on him. But what, uh, what is this? Well, they I when he was going to do the thing in uh, Wilmington, I signed up to get updates from Team Trump. And they're really, really, really hitting this. I guess uh, what is today? Wednesday, the the Saturday rally. I think this is in Pennsylvania. They're really saying, oh, this is going to be huge. It's going to be massive. So I don't know if this is like the speculation that he's going to uh, announce that he's running for president or what. But they're really pointing very hard. Oh, please do. Please, please do that. Please completely fuck up Election Day for the Republicans. Please. Can you you can read that? President Trump will deliver remarks at a rally in Pennsylvania on November 5th at 7 o'clock. We will see you there. Get tick- And they're really, they're really hitting this thing hard. So I don't know if this is the plan. We've heard a million different things well, I, this way, that way, the other way. If, if he was going to do that, I would think he would do it in Florida at mm. the I'm not inviting Ron DeSantis because I don't want to elevate Ron DeSantis. I want to piss him off. Don't you think he'd do it in Florida instead of Pennsylvania? I think it's just like the Elon Musk discussion. We have to just assume that this guy doesn't know what he's doing. But but yeah, because remember, and and I know uh, as an election denier, you're not going to believe what I'm going to say. Trump lost Pennsylvania, but he won Florida. Yeah. I know you Um, don't buy into that. (laughs) But, you know, he went to the Wharton School of Business. Right and there. he didn't do that either, but okay. Right there. And he's, yeah. So, you know, he's got real ties to the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. He went to the Fred Wharton School of Monkey Business <laughs> in the Bronx. Not the one you're thinking about. Fred Wharton. Well, that guy is. Yeah. All right. So, so anyway, back to the, uh, the, the gym this morning. And there's Carrie Lake saying, you know, uh, answering the, 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 the question about how did you, you know, pull even. And her answer was, well, for the last 500 days, I didn't know she's been run. I didn't know she was running that long, but okay. I don't think so either, it do- but it doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't no, matter if it's it factually true. It just sounds really impressive because even the dumbest piece of shit that would vote for someone like her knows that 500 days is actually more than a year. I don't know how much more than a year it is, but I know it's more than a year. It's 135 days more than a year. I'd need a calculator to, to figure that out. I believe that would be about four and a half months more than a year, Brad. Right. And uh, I've zeroed in on the three things that people care about only in their lives. Inflation, crime, and immigration. And that's what's propelled me. There you go. Now, that's, of course, not exclusively true. That's not all she talks about. And she's not that good. Republicans don't have good answers, really, to any of this stuff. But they pretend to. And their angle, I mean, they're, they're playing the, the four corners here right now in terms of trying to just let the Democrats lose. They don't have to win. The Democrats can just lose here. And that brings us over to, you know, Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, who says, think about what Carrie Lake just said, 
Democrats are getting destroyed on messaging and crushed on narrative. We're going to have to do better in terms of getting on the offense and stop being on damn defense. Newsom acknowledged the midterm environment feels like a red wave. Democrats have sought to tone down the possibility that the Republicans could win both the House and the Senate, but Gavin Newsom said he was just being pragmatic. I'm not paid to say that. I'm paid to say, you know, I feel good about things. Things are going to go fine. I could be a cheerleader, but I'm also pragmatic. You can feel it. So, Britt, how long before we hear the word shellacking come back into vogue here? I like shellacking, but I think there was other ones before that. Yeah, but I the think Obama, yeah, you have to understand, Britt. I'm, I'm, Brit, I'm tired gonna, of that bullshit. I know, but but the, Fox is waiting to run a reel with shellacking of, of Obama in the last week or so being, you know, the, the grade A 11 on the 10 scale campaigner that he is putting it to the Republicans and then using the word shellacking and pulling out the video of him after the 2010 debacle where the Democrats lost about 60 seats because Obamacare had had passed. And, you know, there was a big government takeover of health care, which we've not recovered from since then, since we all pay those premiums every month. All of us, every person, not just Medicare people, but everyone pays their health insurance premiums to Barack Obama directly. And he handles it through his Obamacare. I do prefer uh, the midterms in 2006 where Bush said thumping. I like the term thumping. Uh, A thumping and shellacking. Um, So there's there's Gavin Newsom kind of covering his his ass there and not being on the ballot uh, this time. Although is he? Maybe he is. Uh, You know, he had that recall. Mm-hmm. Right. He, and he won the recall big. I, I, I think he actually is. I mean, there isn't any question he's going to get reelected in in California if he is on on the ballot there. I'm not sure. You certainly don't hear anything about it. It doesn't appear that California is one of those states that, oh, blue California, it's in play. Biden's going to have to go out there and save Gavin. And it didn't happen there. New York. It, says, yeah, it does say he is running for re-election, but I can't. I can't even name who's running against him. So I think he's going to be okay. It's it's Rex the Wonder Horse. <laughs> we have no idea. Rex Rex the Republican Wonder Horse. There's no there's no clue. Yeah. Uh, so the and Britt, I don't have any sense of America right now. It's impossible. I know. Uh, I don't hang out at diners every day. Apparently, that's the only way you really learn about America, because they're all they're all staking out their diners for the uh, last few days of of coverage on TV. Those are the only real Americans, Britt, worth talking to. People that eat at diners. Um, but the conventional wisdom is that the Democrats peaked in the summer. After the Dobbs decision, knocking out Roe versus Wade and registration exploded and the Democrats were going to ride on the backs of people who did not want the government passing laws state by state outlawing abortion and women have rights and their daughters have rights. This is too much. And the Democrats, this is a great issue but they peak too soon oh we're bored we don't even remember that now that's not going to drive us to the polls anymore what about inflation what about cost of everything what about 
immigration, illegal immigration. I'm in Ohio. I'm really worried about people pouring over from Kentucky. And by the way, they should be. They've been doing it for way too long. You should you should knock that bridge down in uh, in Cincinnati and Covington, <laughs> Kentucky. Stop those stop those people from coming over. How is anybody uh, going to get to the airport if you knock the bridge down, right, you dumbass? Right. So so the conventional wisdom in the last few weeks, bolstered by. Poll after poll after poll is suddenly white women in the suburbs. They don't give a fuck about abortion. That was not their issue. They never fell for that because they're all married and they all have children and they all have kids in school and they're worried about critical race theory and they're worried about inflation. They're worried about crime. They're they're worried about all that. They are worried that that someone's going to come into their kid's school and shoot up the school. So who better to protect them than the Republican Party? Locally and nationally. They are the party of school protection, as you know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, But I think that that narrative also peaked about a week or two ago, because you can only go so long with that. And I think, and I'll make a prediction here, and you, you get to kill me next week when I'm wrong on this, that this whole idea that there's been this sudden shift among white women, white working class women, white college educated women, in the, that they have switched their allegiances enough to change all these outcomes, including in, in pretty blue districts, say in Virginia, and folks like that are going to get knocked out, Abigail Spamberger, people like that. They're all going to fall now, and therefore, you are going to get a red wave. I'm not buying that one. Prove it to me. Show me that. Combine this idea of peaks and valleys with the massive turnout in early voting across the country, not just where we are, but in a lot of other states. And Republicans tend to vote more, and this has never changed, on Election Day than early voting because they don't trust early voting. They don't trust mail-in voting. They don't trust, right? They've been told, did they suddenly change their minds on that? And Democratic votes for Biden in 2020 and Democratic votes that were fed up with Trump in 2018, those all have gone back to the Republicans and not one person in America now has any thoughts about what happened on January 6th. And I'm not saying that that's the leading edge of why people are voting back and forth, but I, I have this bizarre optimism and you can't measure this in the polls. You can't, I don't care what they say that it's just not that simple that we've suddenly gone back to, you know, eight months ago, it's going to be a red wave, red tsunami, and there's nothing Democrats can do because the party in power with the presidency always gets fucked in the next midterm. Uh, nothing is the same. Mm. Things are different. I don't think you're going to have what they think is going to occur. That's my take. What do you think? Well, I, I think that's true. And I think we heard some of this stuff in 2016 about how this needs to be the end of polling. I mean, as bad as the polls were in, in 2016 and they were inaccurate in a lot of places, if they blow this one, I don't see under current methodology how they're able to do anything accurately. Well, Britt, I think what you said is half true. The polls weren't that wrong in 
2016. They were wrong in terms of Hillary Clinton sort of forced them to be wrong by not going to Pennsylvania and to Michigan and Wisconsin, Wisconsin the yeah. last two weeks. But for the most part, they got it. They got it right. Um, I think that this time they're really going to be wrong in the main because as trust in institutions, including pollsters, and think about today versus even four years ago, even two years ago, on how many phone calls you ever answer, ever, ever. And I, I don't care whether you're talking about a landline. I don't care whether you're talking about your mobile phone. Hardly anybody answers the phone. They really don't. And, no. and I just don't believe that they they can get a a sample that is honest enough and is deep enough, no matter how many numbers of people they say they're, they're talking. I'm not buying it. Polling gets worse and worse, not better and better. Everything else through technology, for the most part, has improved, right? Yeah, you're, able, you're able to more easily get more data and yeah. you're able to quantify it more easily. Yeah, right. but with this, you can't. Right. Unless you want to go with the uh, artificial intelligence view of polling people and decide that you can outthink them on this. But Brit, what's the most frustrating thing you could ever possibly see? It's someone on TV being interviewed. Who are you going to vote for? Well, I don't decide until I get there. But really? <laughs> really? I, I just haven't decided yet. Okay. Um so I guess they will decide based when they're driving if the price of gas is below 340 they'll vote for Biden's party Democrats if it's above 340 it's his fault on voting Republican. Yeah, that's it. If it's a, that, that there're going to be some idiots in America like if it's above this number on on election day yeah. then he's fucked. Yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> And if you're that dumb, you really shouldn't be allowed to vote. I'm sorry. That's pretty stupid. Right. All right. Uh, and we'll be able to talk about this on the uh, Thursday Brad and Brit cast. We're doing this one on, on Wednesday. It was announced late the this morning that Joe Biden is going to give a speech tonight, Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. And it's, uh, it's another Joe Biden speech about democracy and uh, – upholding American values and not falling for lies and, and, and things of that sort. So it's a, it's seven o'clock. So this is a speech that will be carried live on CNN and MSNBC. Fox will pretend it's not happening. And then later in the evening, they'll, they'll pull out clips and make fun of it. Okay. Uh, just right. like they did the last time. And the, the uh, broadcast networks also won't carry it. No, because it Fortune. really is. It is a, it's a campaign speech. It's really, it's a wheel of fortunes on. You can't kill wheel of fortune. Exactly. Fuck you. Exactly. Um, but to Biden's credit here, I think it is important for him to remind people because apparently no one else is going to do it. That something happened on January 6th, 2021, worth considering. You don't have to make it your only reason to think twice before you vote for an election denier, uh, a person who says, I will accept the outcome of the election as long as I win. Right. I will make sure that no matter what the vote is, 
in 2024, electors will vote for the person I want them to vote for to make them president by winning my state. Someone has to remind folks of that. And I know that's a difficult lift. That's a very complex thing. It's a lot of detail. It is. It is. It's really not. This is, really but this is if you're explaining you're losing. I get all that. But you know what? He has to do it. I know he, he does. has to do it because most of the candidates, even the quote unquote better ones, are incapable of doing it. The only one that I can think of off the top of my head who can do that with credibility and with uh, an articulate delivery is Tim Ryan in Ohio. I so fucking wish we had Tim Ryan in North Carolina to gut and drag Ted Budd across the stage and kick his ass. I, I, I feel, once again, if Sherry Beasley loses, another Democrat loses to a stiff, a fucking stiff like Ted Budd, it's going to be just tragic. And that race is within the margin of error right now. Um, it's just standard generic white candidate number six. I mean, that's yeah. he's just he's there's nothing there. His uh, Ted Budd's real edgy part of him that I haven't seen from other white candidates uh, who are Republicans running in elections like this is he does make sure that he is packing in almost every sh- picture they show of him. He's got uh, the gun stuffed into his crotch. It's on his hip. I mean, he's got he's got a gun pretty much everywhere. You didn't see that a lot with a like uh, Tom Tillis. Tom Tillis didn't uh, have, but but you know now that it, I've seen the innovation, maybe Tom Tillis will have fucking. He looked like Rambo with just like the bullets across his chest. And maybe he'll look like that the next time that he runs. But it doesn't matter. It, 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 it doesn't matter. It doesn't Although matter. you did see, now you did see the Doug High story because media I did, uh, I did highlight that one. Doug High used to be the communications director for Richard Burr and he went on to uh, the national, went to the party, right? Yeah. And he, he went on CNN and basically it was a mea culpa. He was like, we've got, we've got blood on our hands with this shit, with this Paul Pelosi attack and the stuff that's been going on. We are original sin. This is our fault. And, and Doug High is a, a thoughtful guy. He's not an asshole. And no. he's had time to think about this. Well, we always say that about people who have appeared on the Brad and Brit show. <laughs> well, I think it's, I mean, I think that's, to me, that's the brave thing. He's now, okay. Course, no, he, he's all right. He's he's honest, and and I hope he can find work someday. No, of course, now he's going to get, like, endless death threats and what a yeah. piece of shit he is. Which he and, should, uh, of course. I'm going to rape your wife. I mean, it's going to be, it, it'll be good stuff. I mean, there's nothing wrong, but. Yeah, yeah. So I thought it was. So, so Britt, they, they, there's, there's all kinds of video and audio of the attack on Paul Pelosi. I mean, it's there. And the, the, uh, the police in San Francisco have uh, offered and will be showing that, that video to the family, the Pelosi family. So the question becomes, is this a, a public interest moment where if the Pelosi family gives their permission, I would assume it's up to them, maybe not, uh, that this should be shown to the whole country and uh i know this is a dumb question and i know what your answer is going to be but i'll ask it anyway because we kind of have to do it if everyone could see exactly what happened how mr pelosi was beaten with a hammer and was on the floor and there was blood all over the floor that was coming out of his head 
And it was very clear that this was the break-in that we know because there were video cameras all around, as you expect. Apparently, no one was monitoring them because Nancy Pelosi wasn't in town. That's a whole different discussion. It's the Seinfeld. That's Monday morning quarterbacking. Uh, That's the Seinfeld with the reservation. You see, you know how to take the reservation. You just don't know how to hold the reservation. Yeah, and that's the key to the whole risk. You got the cameras, but you have to look at the cameras. Right. If you don't look at the cameras, well, having the cameras doesn't mean anything. I know, but Britt, apparently, uh, the Capitol Hill police. Yeah. Wouldn't you like to see this control room? I mean, you think you know having twenty monitors to to watch NBA games is a lot, or NFL Sunday? Apparently, there are eighteen hundred different places Jesus. around the country that are set up with high-quality video connections to the D.C. police because, you know, they have to they have to watch a lot of people, all right? And since Nancy Pelosi wasn't in California, she was in Washington, you know, they, they weren't watching that one of the, the 1,800, which, you know what? I, I kind of buy that, okay? They can't, they can't be watching 1,800 different monitors, 24, but I get that. Yeah, but, but shouldn't that have shouldn't shouldn't that have come up before like last Thursday night <laughs> that it might be not possible for three people to monitor eighteen hundred uh, cameras? Well, there there, but but then that gets into this unending. Why only eighteen hundred, Brit? You yeah. know there are about uh, seventy five thousand elected. If it, you, you you can't see everything with everyone at all the time, and 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 the rest of it. Here's the point: if that video would be released and we would see with our own eyes what happened. Uh, Would this shut down the conspiracy theories? Would this get folks to stop lying about this? Would would this change anything? In other words, let's compare it to January 6th. And I haven't monitored this. I haven't seen somebody talk about this. Tell me if you've read anything on this. Does Fox News ever show any video from January 6th, all the things that that we've seen outside of the hearings where it was shown. But then after that, what was it ever shown I, again? I wouldn't know the answer to that. And I, but my, my inclination would be that, no, they don't outside of like what you said. Right. And uh, you know, the answer to your question. So I'm not even going to answer it. No, if you could, they're going, they're just going to continue. There's no, it's an endless lie. It's like the uh, at Olive Garden, the endless pasta bowl, right? It's just an endless pasta bowl of lies from the Republican well, wait, Party. Wait, Britt, at a certain point, you can only eat so much salad, you can only eat so much pasta, That's and the- then you're done. <laughs> there, there is no end. He could, you could have the guy on camera with audio going, I am hitting Paul Pelosi because I am trying to kill Nancy Pelosi because Donald Trump told me to tell me to do it. And the people on January the 6th inspired me. And I want to go to sleep. I want to sleep with Josh Hawley and I want to fuck Carrie Lake. And if they would still like be like, Oh, I don't believe that. I don't think that's act. I don't, I don't, they've doctored that that video somehow. That, well, by, by the way, that's another thing. No matter what you should, then it would be deep fake. Of course. Right. That, then that isn't even Paul Pelosi. That's Again, the people, the people who supposedly love the cops would accuse the San Francisco Police Department of fucking with all of right. them, lying about it. Oh, yeah. Th- those people. Hey, it just occurred to me. Didn't uh, Dirty Harry, didn't he? Wasn't he a detective with the San Francisco Police yeah. Department? Yeah. All right. So I'm thinking, you know, if Dirty Harry would have been on duty that night and confronted the guy who was going after 
Paul Pelosi. You know, well, do you feel lucky tonight? Do you? Go ahead, punk. Make my day. <laughs> Go ahead. Make my day. Hit him again. Yeah. Uh, I still don't. I still don't have the answer or. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. It just makes you uncomfortable to say. You know exactly why this guy wasn't Um, shot. Right, right. Uh, But there's nothing. We're we're living in the alternate universe world where they take every situation. And by the way, I've got a guy. I don't even want to say his name. He's on my news feed, and he he puts up shit five times a day. He thinks he's so clever. Pithy sayings, uh, digs at the libs. He wants to own the lib, and he never does. And and nine out of ten of his posts get no response. And when you put shit up like that, and nobody says anything, you're you're kind of stiffing out. It's but just it like non sequitur, like shit that he steals from other walls and stuff. Is that what and, it is? And so in the last day, his thesis, and you you've seen the comparisons before. It's the how come nobody said anything. Oh about Rand Paul, who oh. was viciously attacked right. in his yard, and Democrats thought that was hilarious. I thought, yeah. well, wait a minute, hold yeah. the phone. First yeah. of all, stop the music. Stop the music. I went and looked, and I thought, well, okay, let, let's see if we can have some kind of comparison here to what happened. And remember, in the case of Paul Pelosi, the target was Nancy Pelosi. Correct. And he would have killed her. Yeah, had he had the opportunity, sure. right? She would have been there. There's no doubt he was ready to kill. Her. Oh wait, he was only going to break her kneecaps, right? Blah, 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 blah. No, no, he was ready to kill her. He was ready, and, and he was ready to kill her based on all of the false beliefs, the lies, not falsehoods, the lies that were rambling around in his head about every subject you can think of, from vaccinations to January sixth to the election being stolen. That was the reason that he did what he did and he didn't do it because well, he was in you know he was from canada he shouldn't have even been in the united states and san francisco's a a sanctuary city now, fuck that that's bullshit just stop with that i want but Rand paul you, you, here's the story on Rand paul Rand paul and his neighbor who don't talk very much have a little dispute because the uh neighbor um piles up a bunch of rubble and shit you know that he's that he's chopped down on the border between the two yards okay right Right? and 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 Rand paul says you know this is in my way or maybe it was Rand paul that put the shit one of them put shit up in between the yards and this guy comes over and he and Rand paul get into it and he punches out Rand paul Rand paul's injured and the rest of it. The guy gets um, like six months of monitoring on his ankle and, and home um, confinement for a while. And then he's an asshole and they give him like nine months in jail for just being an asshole. Right. right. And, and that's the story. That mm-hmm. is the story. There was not a political angle to this. Okay. Mm-hmm. There was no political angle angle to this say it five times no political angle well, to this. but i'll yeah. take the ball from you on this did barack obama go around making jokes about how Rand paul got attacked and no. how it was fake did they no. say it was not true no. and that Rand paul was having a gay affair and that's how they, why the guy attacked him did that did democrats do that i'll go down the road with you asshole none of that happened right that 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 didn't happen and of course the passage of time 
allows this idiot on my Facebook page, his name is Mike Smith. Oh, I didn't mean to say it. Uh, <laughs> to to conflate Stephen Colbert, probably doing five straight jokes about it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, with the Democrats behaving exactly the same as the Republicans have in the wake of Nancy Pelosi being attacked. And it does not count, it does not count if a few people, Mitch McConnell, Kevin McCarthy, put out standard statements that this is a terrible thing, it shouldn't happen, blah, 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 blah. Yet many other members of the Republican Party are all in on it, including, of course, Trump, to laugh at it, uh, to put up the memes of uh, hammers and shit like that. And to go right along with the conspiracy theories about gay lovers and all that. Other. There is no compa- But you know what? Hey, Rand Paul and Nancy Pelosi, Paul, it's the same thing, right? No, exactly. it's not. Exactly. It is thing. not. 